0: Well, as we're getting geared up here today, if I could have the ushers begin to hand out those uh, hearts. Everybody gets a heart. Who has a heart? All of you better have. Everybody gets one. So pass them out. And by the way, if, if you're here and you're praying for your spouse but they're not here, take two. I just sensed that earlier. Hopefully we have enough to go around, but... Love, love, love.
1: Oh, come on, say it right.
0: Live, 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 live. love. That's better. How's that? That's our topic today. Woo-hoo. You know, this church is all about love, God, love people, and love to serve. But God has to be number one. You can't get that out of order. Then we need to love each other, especially in your families. How many know what it's like to go home to a family that doesn't love? You ever been there? Yeah? Hands going up? What kind of environment is that? How many like going home to a family like that? No. It's, it's a drag. Because you, you want to, when you get out of the world, so to speak, and you go home to your sanctuary, you want it to be a place where there's peace and love. But it's not always that way, is it? Sometimes you go home and the rooster's crowing, whether that's your wife or husband, whatever. You know what I mean? And it's just not a place that you want to even stay at. We need God's love in that situation. And then, of course, we need to love to serve each other. And I was thinking about this and I thought, you know, our, our worship team, and I don't know how they did it this week, but Normally on Friday nights, they come in here for about three hours and they practice for Sunday morning. Then they show up at 8 o'clock Sunday morning and they practice for another two hours. Why do they do that? Because they love playing their instrument? That might be a little part, but it's because they're here and they love to serve us. They love to serve God. And there are so many others in this room who do the very same thing. You know, I often think of, of uh, the folks that are going to the prison or the jail ministry and you guys give of yourselves every week. Why? Because you love going to jail? Certainly not. It's because you love the women that are in there. And they've taken a part of you and, and God is, has shown you how your love is changing them. And it's really not your love, is it? It's, it's His love that He's already put in you. Love is a very important topic. Love, love, love. (laughs) Today, being that it's close to Valentine's, and guys, that's Wednesday, in case you didn't already know that, at least get your wife something. (laughs) All right? Or do something. (laughs) Wednesday, guys. Everybody say Wednesday yeah because you'll forget otherwise that goes for you too that goes for you too you but you need to make that man feel good you on i think i'm on i can't hear you come on okay so anyway today we are going to be talking about love love love. and here's the cool part as you hang on to those little hearts at the end we're going to do something special with those but we're going to have communion together and we're still praying this through. I thought I knew exactly where it was going, which way it was going to go at the end, but now I feel like there's some other things the Lord's adding to it. So when we finish today, we're going to take communion together. Amen. June, it's nice to see you down there. Yeah. I didn't even see you sitting there. Sorry about that. It's a June thing. I like that too. All right. Hi, June.
1: <laughs>
0: I've said this before. If you sit in the front row, right, Sam? You're just fair game for Pastor Norm and Pastor Barb. <laughs> I've left Tom alone so far, but Sandy, you're in trouble. <laughs> the scriptures declare that marriage is between one man and one woman, and that it's a blessing from God. And when those two become one, the Bible says, let no man separate them.
1: Amen. Amen. Mark 10, 6-9 says, But God made them male and female from the beginning of creation. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Since they are no longer two but one, let no one split apart what God has joined together. Amen. What God has joined together. But sometimes... Well... <laughs> Remember that day? Yes, sir.
0: That dress was too tight on you? (laughs) And I just remember you collapsing on the floor, and I went, Lord, I killed her already! (laughs) I felt really bad that day. But you were a beautiful bride. Thank you. And we've been joined together at the hip ever since. If you know, we work together. She's in the office right next to mine, so normally if I come in, she comes in. Every now and then we come separate, but... We're hooked up. We are hooked up. Thanks to God, right? And I love you. And what God has joined together. Amen. Let no man separate. Amen. Amen. All right. So, amen.
1: Oh. Uh, ow. Uh oh. It's not working. <laughs>
0: what is this? It's supposed to be going off. Oh, I did it the wrong way. There we go. What if you hear this? What do you do?
1: Run! Run!
0: (laughs) You can't can't do that in this one. This is one of those new ones. It has a 10-year battery. When you're all done with it, you actually disconnect the battery and you throw it away. Ten years, you don't have to worry about it. Spring forward or spring back. But it's an alarm. And it tells you, well, at our house, it tells you dinner's ready.
1: Oh, sometimes, yeah.
0: Cheryl, that's true, too, at your house, isn't it? Where'd she go? Cheryl. (laughs) uh, She's not even in here to take that. (laughs) Thankfully, don't tell her.
1: (laughs) Too late, I'm sure she heard. This is
0: an alarm, right? An alarm. Warning, warning. What are you supposed to do when you hear it? Not turn it off. Run. (laughs) Get out of the house. That is if there's really smoke. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Get out of the house. Well, how many know that sometimes our marriages have alarms that go off telling us what? (laughs) Brother Mac, right on cue. He said, get out. (laughs) Ah, I'm praying for you. Not get out. The alarm in your marriage is, look, it's time to do something different. It's time to figure out what's going on. So that it doesn't implode. Amen? Amen. Amen. We all need to be alert to the condition of our marriages. Whether 20 months or 20 years, or some of you 50 years. You know, I have seen people divorce at 30 years in. It's like, what? You went 30 years and you give up on them? It's
1: like, wow,
0: that's crazy. We all need to be sensitive to the health of our marriage. amen Amen. because if you lose interest all right it's only a matter of time before you're going to become one of those negative statistics I don't want anybody to be a negative statistic I want God to get the glory I'd love to see the church bring it back around where we stay married and if you've been divorced this isn't beating up on you Listen, you're where you're at, but I'm saying today that we need to be better than that. The church serves Jesus Christ. He can, we can do all things through Christ who gives us that strength. And we need to keep that in mind as we go through our, our day-to-day marriages. Last week I spoke about being positive with your words. How many were here for that? All right. It's, it's an area that I've really had to work on. How many of this last week, this, the ma- that message came back to you? And you're like, oh! How many had sons or daughters who reminded you of last week's message? Yeah, yeah, they, that happened at my house. <clears throat> Recently, I read an article where a woman who had been married to her husband for over 20 years, she said this, she gave some great Marriage advice she said work on keeping a tender heart towards your spouse every day work on keeping a tender heart towards your spouse every day don't even let the thinnest sheet of ice cover your heart or it will eventually freeze over i heard that and i went man that really rang my bell i thought have i ever done that where I've, I've allowed something that happened between us build, and it's, it's silly stuff usually, you know? And we get mad at each other for the dumbest things, right? Yes, sir. Don't let that happen. Don't let that happen. How many of you have felt justified at being mad at your spouse? Anybody? All right.
1: I said, don't raise your hands. <laughs> Most of them were men. <laughs> Only to
0: realize later that it was really okay. a trivial offense. Yes. Right? Oh. And usually when we allow these things in, it drives a wedge between us.
1: Amen. We men. don't
0: want that, do we?
1: In the love chapter.
0: oh here we go. Of
1: 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7, it shares what love should look like. It says, love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous, or boastful, or proud, or rude. It does not demand its own way, it's not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Now what I got out of that is, don't keep records of wrong, don't demand your own way, And don't be, Norm, irritable. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me, a little choke there. Don't be irritable. You've been doing good, though.
0: No, I haven't.
1: (laughs) You have. Well, I'm being positive. (laughs) Yeah, thank you.
0: That's one of my weaknesses. I'm working on it. How many are working on something in your own life? Yeah, all right. This message is for you. (laughs) never give up on each other never give up on each other think positive thoughts toward each other and this isn't always easy I mean there are times she really makes me mad mad
1: angry (gasps) upset little old me yeah (laughs) okay I mean I get over
0: it usually fairly quickly I try not to let that ice build up all right but there are times when she says things or does things that really bug me, like, like the newest one with the, with the eating thing. And, and she's looking amazing and doing all this healthy eating. And, you know, and I went to the store the other day, and I saw those nutty donuts, and I got some. And, well, anyway, I'm not going to be in these skinny pants for long if I don't do something different. But when, when I take out a donut out of the bag, I get the stink eye. <laughs>
1: I didn't say anything.
0: She doesn't Dr. have say to say her. anything because I get the stink eye. You guys know what I'm saying. Man, it's scary when you get the stink eye. And I, I know what she's thinking. Oh, go ahead. You're just going to become all unhealthy because you're eating the food that you shouldn't eat. And maybe that's my own voice saying that, but that's what I'm thinking is coming out of her with a stink eye. Anyway, be positive Think positive. And here's, here's one I want you to get. Pray positive. Amen. We don't often think about this. You need to pray for your spouse. And you need to pray positively. I'm positive you need to pray, pray positively. <laughs> Instead of, Lord, let my wife see how much she hurt me when she said such and such to me the other day instead of praying like that pray lord i pray that she'd have such an amazing day filled with your goodness your grace and your mercy fill her with your love lord i pray in jesus name now see the difference the one is the i i i i, I prayer I, I she hurt me lord get out of that mode and pray for her or pray for him depending on which gender you happen to be pray positively and here one last little thing on this when you pray together what
1: you stay.
0: when you pray together and that doesn't necessarily mean you pray together but you're praying the same things you're praying for each other years ago we tried to pray with each other it's funny. <laughs> what I discovered another place I get the stink eye. Actually not necessarily. Here's what would happen. Five minutes in, she's done. I'm like She's done praying. I cover every base, all right. So thirty minutes I'm going. And she's over there.
1: Well, I'm thinking God already knows you don't have to tell Him. <laughs> I'm sorry. So we have a we
0: have a different approach to how we pray for as each other. As
1: long as you're praying, right? that's the as important As long as thing. we're praying
0: for each other, that's that's all that's Amen. really important.
1: Amen. Well, I know this is going to be hard for some of you, but I don't believe any marriage is great from the start. I'll let that sink in. I know we have our honeymoon and your love, love, live, live, love, live, and then the honeymoon's over. It's what you do with your marriage from this point on. Marriage requires both husband and the wife to invest into the marriage. Not only is it a covenant cut with God, but it's also a covenant cut between each other. That means that neither one of you should easily give up or run away when things get difficult. All marriages face some kind of issues, and when we have someone come in our office and say, oh, everything's great, it's like, yeah, okay, let's, let's sit down and talk here. And normally, it isn't. Good marriages learn how to maneuver through the hard times, amen? Right. That after the honeymoon, the real work begins. And this is one I harp on all the time. Marriage is not 50-50. Marriage is 90% you pleasing your spouse. Now, if both of you have this mentality where you're putting your spouse before you, then the marriage just explodes. And that's not easy to do, but when you're always constantly thinking about what your spouse needs, what can I do to make his day better, how can I pray for him, that marriage will
0: do well. Amen. In a recent article, Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley from Focus on the Family, they shared 10 principles with people that would help ensure success in everyone's marriage. And we wanted to share, not all of them, we're going to just share half of those. So we're going to share five. And if you can, take some notes. I mean, these little things that we're giving you here today, you might be able to use them down the road. And maybe you're not married today, but you will be. Remember these things. They will help you in the long run. So first, number one, happiness is not the most important thing. How many of you were raised to believe that you were the center of the universe? (laughs) Don't raise your hand. And that you are owed happiness. The universe does not owe you happiness. All right? That's just... A fact and I'm sorry if you've been taught the other way couples need to learn that their happiness isn't always guaranteed when you make that covenant vow it's not guaranteed that from that day forward everything's gonna be hunky-dory because if it was we wouldn't add all those other things in there through sickness and health you know what I'm saying right We wouldn't have to put those in if happiness was guaranteed. The Bible doesn't teach that anybody is owed happiness. How many can say amen? But I do believe this, that happiness can be attained. I believe we're happy in our marriage. By being content and by working at making your spouse, making that person you love, By working at making them happy or content if you're both doing that like Pastor Barb said a minute ago you are gonna begin to find that your marriage is happy however happiness is always a what if just one of you is doing the the investing part if only one of you is working at it It's just a matter of time before that thing is over because that person doing all the work is eventually going to give up. So it's a two-way street, guys and gals. If you're married today, work at it. Invest in your marriage. Can I get a good amen? Amen. I feel like I'm preaching to myself today. but (laughs) Don't be lazy. Don't be negligent. Work at making your spouse happy. And and I I added this, get to know him or her. How many of you know your wife's favorite color? Or ladies, how many of you know your husband's favorite TV show? You probably do because you're always watching it. (laughs) At our house, I'm not sure what it'd be.
1: I don't either, but I don't know my favorite color either, so we're good.
0: (laughs) I thought it was blue.
2: I change all the time. Oh,
0: you're you're one of those changers. When happiness appears to have left the building, do whatever is necessary to get it back. And that's so important. You know, sometimes I just need to get a prescription from my doctor to get through things. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, brother. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank you, Dr. Milan. <laughs>
1: that's good.
0: I'm just kidding.
1: No, he's not. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) Yikes. Well, number two is change your mind, change your marriage. How couples think and what they believe about their spouse affects how they perceive the other. What they expect and how they treat their spouse matters greatly. This is huge. And I just had an example of this when we went to Florida. I was standing in line at a store. And the line was long, and there was a lady and a husband in front of me. And the husband was having the best time. He kept going and picking things out and bringing it back. He goes, should I get these? Want the- I like these. And she started complaining. I wish I'd never brought him. I can't believe he's acting like this. I can't take him anywhere. And I'm sitting there going, well, Pastor Norm wasn't with me. And I immediately thought, wow. I would love to have Norm here talking like that. We would have a blast. And I came right out and said, you know, you're really blessed to have your husband with you. And she totally ignored me and just kept on (laughs) blasting him. And that just sunk into my head. If she's that negative in the public, wow, the poor guy. Don't berate your spouse, or is that the word? Berate. Berate your spouse like that in public. If those are the words coming out, it's what you're feeding your mind. Amen. And with that, you're going to get what you say. That's right. Be positive. If you have a hard time with your spouse, start speaking those positive words.
0: Go back and listen to last week's message. Yeah, but if you have a problem with that. And
1: learn to cherish your spouse. Amen. Even when you're mad, even when he they do something that you're frustrated with, thank the Lord for what you have and what it's going to become.
0: You know, I'm always thankful for when she or we go separate ways, like vacation. She went to, was able to go to Florida for a couple of weeks, and she went down with our son, Troy, and uh, I felt like I needed to stay here because we had so many things going on. And it... It was cool about two days, you know, not having you in bed. I had to hold bed. I didn't have your knees in my back. But by the third day, I was like, man, it's, it's kind of a drag being all by myself. And I know you felt the same way. And change your mind. If, you, if you're thinking negatively, change your mind. Yeah. Only you can do that. And the next kind of lines up with this. You can change your marriage by what? By changing yourself. You can change your marriage by changing yourself. Veteran couples have learned that trying to change their spouse is like trying to push a rope. Have you ever tried to do that? It doesn't work real well, does it? It's almost impossible. You only have the ability to change yourself. Whenever you work with couples, whenever we work with couples, we always include the fact, and here it is, You can only change who you are. Point at yourself. Say, I can only change me. You have that ability. If you really want to see a difference in your marriage, point back at yourself and say, this is who I can change. If you're trying to change your spouse, you're on thin ice already. Only God can do that. It's not your job. Your job is to take care of you, number one. Take care of you, number one. And then the Lord can work on your spouse. If things aren't as great as you'd like them to be, then do everything in your power not to be the problem. You get that? If everything isn't as good as you'd like it to be or as great as you'd like it to be, do everything in your power not to be the problem. Because so often, we're in there running around with, with, with a book of matches trying to light fires. Just to try to get their goat. I'm not sure what that means, but I'll have to look that one up. <laughs> Jeremiah, let me know what that means. Will you? He, look, he looked up another one that I, I did recently. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Don't be that person. Do you think God wants your marriage? To dissolve? No. No. Do everything in your power to make it work. Don't be the problem. And then get out of God's way. It's up to God to fix that person. Amen? Maybe some of you, maybe you realize you need to lose a little weight. (laughs) So you can fit into your skinny jeans so your wife will think you're that hot dude. That
1: I think you're the hot dude just the way you are. I
0: know you are, but you're just being nice. (laughs) Or, men, if you aren't that romantic, what can you do? And sometimes women, sometimes women aren't romantic. I mean, that's, to me, that's weird, but it happens, all right? Get a book, read. How many have the Internet? Google it. How can I be more romantic? Now, you've got to be careful, because some, of the, say, be
1: some careful. of the stuff that comes at you, you may want
0: to put a filter on there, but you get what I'm saying. There are so many articles and, and books out there today Nobody has an excuse. Our marriages should rock. And if they aren't, it's our own fault.
1: Amen. Number four, marriage is often about fighting the paddle between your ears. Sus- successful couples have learned to resist holding grudges <laughs> and bringing up the past. They remember that they married an imperfect person, and so did their spouse. If you remember 1 Corinthians thirteen five, love does not demand its own way. It's not irritable, and it keeps no records of being wrong. When you start going back to things that possibly happened in the past and keep bringing it up, well, you said this, you did that, something that person has no control to take back. If that's in your heart, you're not going to get very far, and that's where the battle in your brain has to start. Amen. It's a brand new start today. Everybody say that. Get to start start today. today. Then use it. Don't keep going back and pulling something out against your spouse to use it as like kindling. (laughs) It's so important. When you start keeping score about the bad conversations or actions, that's a sign that you really need help. Strong marriages are built on both spouses being willing to forgive and not hold those grudges. We've seen it time and again. Somebody's come into our office, and they bring up everything that other person did from the day they were married. And I just sit there going, what about the good things? Now say, you know, and that's a saying. When we start getting negative, we look at each other saying, now say three nice things before you say anything else.
0: (laughs) And it helps. The last one, a crisis doesn't mean that the marriage is over crisis doesn't mean that the marriage is over crises are like storms they're loud they're scary and they're dangerous but to get through a storm you have to keep diving a crisis can be a new beginning it's out of pain that great people and great marriages are produced amen so as we look back at our own painful experiences and we've had a few years ago they hurt and like she said We've had to lay those things at the cross and not bring them up anymore. And you know, I thank God because, honestly, He has washed my memory clean. Not just of the bad things, but of a lot of other things, which I keep praying about that. But anyway, (laughs) the older I get, the less I remember, if you know where I'm going with that. But God can do that with your marriage. He can help you to focus on the good things and not remember the bad. And that's so important in your marriage. He can place a rainbow where there was a storm cloud. If you find that your marriage is struggling, go to a marriage counselor. There's nothing wrong with that. We've gone to a marriage counselor before. Our marriage was healthy, and we went to a marriage counselor. We just needed a little bit of help in an area that we were struggling with in our family, and you know what? It helped. His perspective helped. Her perspective helped. We went twice. And I'm saying to you, it's okay. Nobody's going to think, oh, they're going to a shrink. Really? No, go to a marriage therapist. Go to your pastor. She and I are available. We'll mess you up way more than you are now. You'll thank us because you'll go, man, our marriage isn't so bad after working with those two. Isn't that kind of what? Never mind. No. (laughs) Sometimes a fresh set of eyes is all it takes to give you a new perspective. So don't give up right away. And hear this, this is the last one. Never give up on the power of Jesus Christ. Everything else may fail you. Everything else may fail you. Your spouse may fail you. Your family may fail you. Your kids may fail you. But Jesus never will. And I don't care who you are in this room today. Maybe you feel like you've been deserted. Look up. Maybe you feel like you've been rejected. Look up. God is here for you today. And, and in just a minute, we're going to do something with those little hearts that you have. But
1: yeah. For those of you who feel like you, there's no hope left, and I know there's some of you in here that feel like that. It's like, yeah, everything you're saying is great, but for me, don't give up. No hope. It's okay. It's a starting point. And you know, we can look through the Word of God and find examples. And David was awesome
0: you think he had any struggles
1: oh boy he did Do you remember
0: his father-in-law throwing spears at him he wasn't married yet but his future father-in-law remember that here he's trying to be a help and the dude's throwing spears at him (laughs) imagine that if you walked into your house and (laughs) hey that was a little closer dad future dad uh anyway
1: i love it yeah well in psalms 13 5 through 6 it says and this was David, in in a time where he was so down, he felt like his enemies were right on his tail. It looked like everything was falling apart. He just had given up. He said, but I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. David had been beaten up, and he felt like God had turned his back on him. And I know we all go through that. How did this man, after God's own heart, how did he deal with this? Oh, he did it. He prayed, he sang, and he rejoiced. He didn't look at the negative. He didn't sit down and go, oh, look at what's going on, everything. He said, no, God, it doesn't matter as long as I love you, I praise you, and I sing. David showed us how to get through those times when we feel like there's no hope. And all I can say is you blast on that praise music. You jump up and down, even if you don't feel like it.
0: I've heard you do that. Oh,
1: yeah, I do. You praise out loud. If you got to scream and yell, you do what you got to do to get that victory back in your life. Amen?
0: Amen. Last Wednesday at, at the Pop, the Power of Prayer night, I shared how prayer isn't so much that God will hear us, that he'll hear our prayer, but rather it's for the one who's doing the prayer who is saying the prayer it's for you and me there's a supernatural energizing that takes place when we declare God's promises how many know that to be true if you're in a dark place declare God's promises even sing them as Pastor Barb said or jump up and down and clap your hands begin to rejoice in whatever situation you're going through Lord you put me here for a reason and I'm not gonna let you down i believe that you're helping me through this and i give you the praise and just and then hang on to what jesus said to his disciples john 6 37 those the father has given me will come to me and i will what never Never reject reject them. them jesus will never reject you that's what i was saying a little bit ago doesn't matter if everybody else rejects you you have got to know that jesus never will He'll never reject you. You're His. He has laid claim to you. And He's not going to let you go. At least not easily. You may feel rejected by your spouse or somebody else. But God will never reject you. If you come to Him with an open heart, He will lift you up in in your moment of despair. Listen to what the Lord said. One one other scripture that I'm going to share here. Isaiah 41.10 Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. You know, God doesn't move away from us. We move away from Him. Right? So if you're in a moment of despair in your life right now, today, whatever that might look like, all you need to do, is begin to move toward Him. Amen. Maybe you need to call a friend and say, would you pray with me? I feel like I'm distanced from the Lord. I don't want to be that person. I want to get closer to Him, not farther away. One last verse, Psalm fifty-five, twenty-two. Give your burdens to the Lord, and He will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip and fall. That's his promise to you today.
1: Amen. You know, God wants our marriages to be success. But it takes time and effort, and it takes getting on our knees and praying for our husband or wife. It takes being considerate and kind.
0: Even when we don't want to (laughs) be.
1: But you need to love your spouse more than anyone else besides versus the Lord and then it's your spouse and your family.
0: And that, that leads to this last little nugget. Other than Jesus Christ, nobody should get more of your personal attention than your spouse. Right. Will I have children? Mhm. I know. Will I have a mother that lives with us? Mhm. I know. A father. Mhm. Nobody should get more of your attention than your spouse other than Jesus Christ. Does that make sense yes. and if you'll live if you would just apply this one little nugget to your life everybody in this room would have a successful marriage but my concern is and i see it often is that we start letting things go we start letting ourselves go and pretty soon we just don't care anymore and i don't believe that's from the lord marriage is a beautiful thing it's a blessing and if you're in a covenant with someone today Make that solid. Make it stronger. Work at it. Work at it. And if you're separated or divorced, ask God, what do I do now? What's next? Get his heart in all of this. He'll guide you through the process. And if you're single and never been married yet, you've got a lot to look forward to when that day comes. Right? Everybody in here that's still single and hasn't been married, I still have one in the back and I I won't call him out. He's like, yeah, he wants a good woman. That day will come when God hooks him up, he's going to know exactly who it is. But I want you to understand today that this message, love, 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 we've got to apply it. God first, love God, love people, love to serve. And that means serve each other as well. Amen? Amen. We're going to do something a little different now. And what what I'd like to do I think I'm going to have the elements passed out first. So if I could have the ushers bring the communion elements forward. You know, the final verse here today is 1 Corinthians thirteen, 13. Three things are going to last forever. Faith, hope, and love. And of course, the greatest of these is love. Go ahead and come forward. Begin passing out the elements, and if you can, hang on to your little heart as well. Oh, we already have them up here. Man, somebody thought ahead. Got them. Got them. Got them. Thank you. Do you want those? Yeah, Dancing, Yeah. Dancer, yeah. The only requirement for communion is that you're born again. That you put your faith and trust in Jesus. If you haven't, just pray right now. Lord, forgive me of my sins and make me a new person. If you've got a grudge against somebody, just lay it at the cross right now. and Amen. Say, Lord, forgive me for not forgiven. If there's somebody in this room you need to go give a, a, a neck hug to, then do it. Get it right. And don't all of you be coming up here and trying to hug my neck all of a sudden. I'd be. Love, love, love. And I love, Carrie, where you went with the offering today, I just thought, wow. The greatest example of love we see in John 3.16. For God so loved that He gave. He gave His one and only Son. That whoever believes in Him would not perish but would have What? everlasting life that's God's love for us we could not have built a bridge to heaven we could not have built a spacecraft to get to God in heaven there's only one way and that's through the cross through the blood of Christ when we share in communion holy communion this little wafer represents his broken body and that little cup represents his blood and we're to remember what he did for us and not take it lightly You know, sometimes we just need to apply the blood of Jesus to our marriage. We need to remember that Jesus was broken for our marriage. So that we would be healed. So that our marriage would be healed. Because he's that kind of God. He can heal anything. If we'll let him in. If we'll give him permission. And that's all part of faith. You've got to give God the permission to work in your life. He can't do anything without your permission. If you say, nope, nope, don't want that blood shed for me. Sorry, Jesus, you wasted your time. Then guess what? You're not going to heaven. According to the scriptures. But if you say, Lord, I know I can't do this on my own. I know I'm a broken vessel, and I need you today to heal me. Whether it's the sin in your life, or whether it's your marriage, or whether it's some other thing you're dealing with. God is more than able to heal. And he wants to do that. Once everyone is served, let me know. And I want to make sure, did everybody get the little heart? Right here. Did everybody get one of these? If you didn't, just stick your hand up. That's yours.
1: Oh, thank you.
0: We're going to really test this thing out to see if we can do this. Got somebody else over here if we've got one. Do we have another one or are we all out of hearts? No, oh, I've got one. I've got one. Okay. You hang on to it. You got, you got an extra? Or are you giving yours away? All right. Just making sure there, Drew. Got to make sure the big guy's got his heart too. <laughs> all right. Everybody else? Thank you, Jesus. I was supposed to have some music playing right now, and I forgot to tell them what to play. So, I actually played it Wednesday night, but I can't remember the name of it. It's the, the, it was the prayer uh, piano music. I wanted Rachel and Nate to be able to enjoy this together as well, and I didn't want anybody up here. If your spouse is here today, I'm going to call you out. Would you mind bringing your elements and your heart and come forward? Just come up here together. Yeah, I know. Wow, this is cool.
1: Thank you, Jesus.
0: All right. Everybody in this room, I want you to know how much God loves you. And if you're sitting down, I assume that just means that either your spouse isn't in the room or you're not married for whatever reason. and for those who aren't up in front here, I want you to just take hold of your heart and just, just keep this in mind. Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my heart. Not the people up here. You're giving each other the heart in here in a minute. But just hang on to that as a reminder. Lord, I give you my heart. And I believe that There's something that's going to happen here today. and Maybe it'll just be with the people that are in front, but I also feel like something's happening in the people that are sitting down. So just bear with me as we take communion here. So, Pastor Barb, we're going to start this out. Okay. So grab a hold of your heart first. All right. I give you my heart.
1: I give you mine.
0: All right. Give your hearts to each (laughs) other. This is just symbolic. You can't even tell... That there's any difference between the two, they bo- they all look the same, don't they? Most of them.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Jesus.
0: Symbolically, we're giving each other our hearts, and I want everybody in here to know God's already given us His heart through this broken body and His shed blood. I want to read from uh, 1 Corinthians thirteen or eleven beginning with verse 23, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Go ahead and eat that bread today, symbolizing his broken body. Then Paul went on to say, In the same way after supper, Jesus took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. Go ahead and drink from that cup. Hallelujah. The Lord went on to say that whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again.
1: Thank you, Jesus.
0: When you passed your heart to your spouse, I believe that something happened there today. It's just a little sign of, I've got your heart. Hold it like it's precious. If you can get rid of those cups, it'd be easier, right? (laughs) Hold it like that heart is precious. Because it is. I have your heart in my hands. You know, in the last few weeks, we've had several who have had to have heart surgery. And by the way, they're all doing well. There's little Payson. God bless you, Payson. Hey, ask Payson, how important is it to have your heart? It's important. Brother Gene Haynes, uh, also he had a, a, a pig valve put in last week, and he's doing wonderful. He wanted to be here today, but he's home, but the doc <laughs> said, yeah, give it an, another week before you try going to church. Brother Jack Alexander is having quadruple bypass surgery on Tuesday. Again, without this, there's no life. I have your heart. You have mine. I want you to tuck that in your wallet, in your billfold, if you can. Not yet, (laughs) because I'm going to ask you to do something here in just a minute, but. Leo, Louie, you're already jumping in there, man. You already got it packed away in there. <laughs> Remember to pray for your spouse. You've got her heart. You've got his heart. Remember to love them in ways you maybe never thought of. You know, one of the prayers that we pray is, Lord, give us heaven-sent ideas on how to make our marriage the best it can be. And I actually just did this, and I didn't do it for this morning, so I'd have something good to say. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I decided I was going to try to get us hooked up with a concert or something, and so uh, what's that place called? The Interlochen. interlocking yeah. I ended up on their website, and I hooked her up a night, two nights together away, going to interlocking, seeing this cool momix thing. Don't even know what it is, but it doesn't
1: matter. No, it's going to be fun. <laughs>
0: The point is, I'm taking her, she's going with me. I've got her heart. And I need to cherish her and let her know how important she is to me. You need to do the same with your spouses. They need to know that there's nobody else you'd rather spend time with than them. And if that isn't the case, then what do you need to do? Work on it. Work on it. That's a sign, that's an alarm going off if you don't feel that way, work on it. You can have the greatest marriage on this planet, but you got to put Jesus in there, and you got to work on it. How many can say amen? Amen. We'd like to pray over you. Would, you. would you mind?
1: Lord, I just thank you and praise you for each couple here, and for those that are seeking, those that are single, and they're, they're drawing closer to Jesus. Father God, let each one of us draw closer to you. And make those bonds strong in the name of Jesus. Give us heaven-sent ideas on what to do and what not to do. But God, I put each one in your hands today. And I thank you and praise you for what's going to happen. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Now before you sit down, and you may be seated in here and have one of these. Can you turn the house lights all the way up? On the bottom of your little heart. Some of you might have something special there. If you do, raise your hand. All right, what's yours? Green dot. All right, come on up. Come on up. Oh, do you have the one I think it is? What's yours? A green dot? Oh, never mind. Come on up. No. That's a good one. No, that's a good one. You you get <laughs> look at this. Oh, I just want to point this out. Here is one of the Help. fittest girls in our church. Which and look what she, she could have picked the trail mix, but no, she. I'm just picking on you.
1: <laughs> Where's the other dot?
0: You got those for Dan, right?
1: <laughs> More dots?
0: There should be somebody else in here that has a dot. Or it says kiss. And that has a whole nother meaning than what you probably think. Come on right. up here. All right. You kind of ruin it only because we can't have you kiss your spouse yet. But I know you don't, but you still get one of these. You get your own little kiss. So So any there more you go. dots or a kiss? Is there another oh. kiss? You got the other kiss? Oh, right. man. Brother John, there you go, man. We were going to have him kiss in front of everybody, but we, can we kiss won't. We, okay, we'll do that.
1: We
0: get two kisses? We still have two of those left. We
1: get another kiss because there were two. All right. All right, we're done. We have two more.
0: (laughs) We have two more. Two dots. How about two single people? Two people that aren't married. Uh, Look at you over there. Just, hey, I'm over here. I'm trying to think how to do this because this is my favorite. any single and this people this is my that,
1: favorite.
0: <laughs> I, I'm thinking Joey over here pacing her, saying, yeah, we want it. You ready? All right, can I throw it to you? Andrew, can I throw these to you, man? You catch them? I'm going to throw them to you so you can give them to them. Yeah. You don't get them. Don't try to keep them. <laughs> right behind One you. One more. Right behind you. There you go. Now, who's healthy? You want them? Right here. You ready? All right, there you go. Yay. Now, one last. I do not need this. We have one already. Who needs a smoke alarm in their house? <laughs> that's all right if it's you. Maybe you've got one that's dying. You need one. I anybody, think, anybody. All to, right, here we go. I was
1: going to give it to you too because you got 10 a smoke alarm. 10, 10 year
0: <laughs> life on that battery.
1: <laughs> Woo!
0: <laughs> wow. I don't usually do this, Nate. Would you come up here and close in prayer? Right. You hang on to those hearts. You put them away now. You can put them away now, <laughs> brother Nate. Uh, I felt something special here today, and I don't know what. I don't know why. Something special. So go ahead. Come on up. You know Rachel is usually back there, hiding behind that hiding. thing, playing every Sunday and. I'm just glad you two could sit together today and enjoy this, um, but I, I, I'm just glad you guys are here, but I've, I do feel like you've got something as you close today to share with us, so just pray a blessing over us.
2: Thank you bet. Well, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for uh, this is on a, uh, a, a beautiful day. Yes. Um, Lord, one, you could just remind us of our love for our spouse that you gave us. Lord, I know that even in my own life, Father, Lord, I wasn't even looking at it want to be married. And you brought Rachel in my life right after you took care of my heart first. So we just praise you for that, Lord. I thank you for the word that was given today, Father, Lord, that uh, love is perfect. And that love that you give us is perfect. The love you've shown us is perfect. And Lord, that you've done all the work and we give you the honor and the glory and the praise. Lord, I pray for everyone that's standing here today and even sitting down. Lord, I pray that they will remember this, Father. Lord, that you brought us together. You brought us together in our marriage. You brought us together in this church family. Lord, that you're still working in others' hearts that are here today, Lord. But I pray, Lord, that today would be a day of remembrance, Father, of what you've done. And Lord, we just saw those scriptures, Lord, that what you put together that no one can take apart. Lord, we give you praise and glory and honor for that, Father, because you're such a good dad. And Lord, just as I was was amazing, I was sitting in the back and I was like, Lord, I don't know why you're asking me to pray right now for these things. But um, Lord, this is just confirmation, Father. I know that there are marriages here, Lord. Lord, you gave me the faces of those in marriages that were failing. And Lord, I pray right now that there would be reconciliation, Father. Mm -hmm. Lord, that you would be molding and breaking their hearts for each other. Because Lord, you put them together. Whether they knew you before or after, it doesn't matter, Father. You put them together. So, Lord, I pray for that, Father. I pray that right now, either in their seats or in their standing, Lord, that you would break their hearts. Lord, that the repentance would come, the forgiveness would be given. Lord, they would just show the love of you to each other, Father. Lord, I also know, Lord, you also gave me other faces, Father, those who are in this room right now who don't know you. And, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would just break their hearts for you, Father. Or as they're sitting there right now, that they know that they're the ones that are being called out. Because, Lord, what a glorious moment, Father, when you've called us out of darkness into your light. So, Lord, I pray for that right now. Lord, because you're so faithful, you're so good, and you're so loving. And it's by your love we come to you, Father. So we thank you for that. Lord, I pray for everyone today. When they go home, Lord, they know that they were touched today. Because why? We heard your word. Faithful of a man that giveth, and faithful is one that receiveth, Father. And we just thank you for that, Lord. Pray, Lord, as we go out with the chili, you're a blessing over the food, Father, we have great fellowship with one another. And, Lord, that we would truly resemble you when we're out in the world. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen, brother. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Nate. All right. If you're up here, give your, give your spouse a kiss. If you're hungry, and even if you're not, go down there and pick your best chili so we can figure out who's going to win the uh, award for the greatest chili. And uh, God bless you. Have a great week in Jesus. See you Wednesday at Power of Prayer night.